0: And coming up on today's show, boy, we've got some exciting things to talk about, especially our good friends over at Stellantis. We want to talk about how their customer service is ranking. Is it too high? Is it
1: too low? You'll have to wait and see. I, I know the what answer. Else? I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not telling What else telling we got, Keith? <laughs> until 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 later in the program. Also on today's mm-hmm. show, Toyota has registered a new, uh, what we think could potentially be a replacement for one of their uh, off-road vehicles. Could it be an FJ replacement? Could it be a could Land be Cruiser new, replacement?
0: Right. Could it be that TJ that they uh, tease us a little bit? Could, with, it, uh, or, could it be yeah. that
1: you might have to stay tuned to find out?
0: I think that's likely. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> what else is up here man we've got some ev startups just continuously you know fudging the numbers a little bit uh you know like beating the weeds a little bit with a stick just to kind of try to drum up some interest it appears there's a uh, little little truth stretching going on don't you think there keith busted
1: ooh <laughs> yeah so yep details on that and last but not least our insider pro tips on how to book RV sites like a like a like a champ Jay did you know uh did you know that we had a little bit of experience in uh in booking RV sites you know I'd say you do
0: and I'm uh, I'm excited to share that with our audience and I know there's going to be some happy campers out there when we get finished with this uh segment I
1: see what you did there all right all right everybody stay tuned we'll be right back
0: Welcome into the podcast. A nice on-the-road edition with my good podcasting partner, Keith, over there and his podcasting partner, Sideshot. Welcome into the show, guys. How's it going? Hey, everybody. What's up, Jay? Yeah. Hello. Hola. So uh, you guys are experiencing some, um, some, some wind and, and sun and... Sand and yeah, water and that Man, sort of it's, stuff.
1: It's 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 rough out here at the beach. It's in the 80s, uh, middle of March, you know. Uh, uh,
0: and you got a primo spot. I, I would I would expect with your your um, preparation that you guys put into well, uh, finding those perfect spots. It's
1: funny that you mention that because um, you know we pulled in uh, the other day, and Side Shot said, "Hey, Dad." This isn't the place that I asked you for. <laughs> what happened? Well, we're going to explain that, and we're going to do that in a segment coming up on how to choose a good RV spot for that fits your needs or yeah. our needs or whatever.
0: Right. And I think the perspective that we'll get from SideShot is going to be great because... When you're planning these things, you have to take all of those things into consideration. Um, everybody has their preferences. Everybody has their needs. And so you kind of get together as a group and a family and talk about those things and get those lists together and prep it out. And you know what else I think that it, it does for people, too? It it, it, hel- it sets you up for success in project planning you know um, maybe who knows down the road you might be a tour guide you might be someone who starts booking travel uh, uh, tr- you know travel for, for people uh, you know across the US or in abroad so well, we'll see what happens
1: if it's his list let's see I think I can do this it's how big is the pool can we bring our golf car what size is the pool can I drive the golf car How <laughs> how, how big is the pool do they have a hot tub <laughs> <laughs> uh, how big is the yeah. hot tub what what are the pool hours that's basically your list right
0: so i think that uh can i drive that, the golf he,
1: car to the pool
0: yeah that's fun that's fun now nah, camping is fun and it can be you can make it very um it can be very stressful but it can all you can alleviate some of that so a little later on in the show we're going to get into some of that stuff with keith and Side Shot and um with their expertise they've been on the road for many years doing what they do they love it they do it as much as they possibly can and uh so i'm excited to uh have those guys share uh with all of us today on some of these good tips so we got some interesting stories today too though um you know we're we we are an automotive channel just in case you've, you've been listening automotive and entertainment we get into a little bit of everything but um 've got a few we've got a few exciting stories to, you know today to you know I say exciting just information that that's pretty pretty relevant to um, some things that have been happening uh, you know in the automotive industry and I know we I wouldn't say that we tend to pick on um, uh, specific uh automakers or manufacturers but you know what when you're sticking your 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 (laughs) when you're sticking it out there man um you gotta you gotta you gotta expect it so you know Stellantis has really taken a beating we've had we've released some stories about um the uh poor um management of the jeep commercial how we thought that that may have been uh, kind of touchy with a lot of people with the Bruce Springsteen thing. It was
1: definitely controversial.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it was, is it poor decision making or are they trying to be controversial? Um, then of course they pay off the, the 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 fine for for FCA where there was some shenanigans going on between them and the UAW. Somebody uh, getting a little little richer. Um, and I didn't say little Richard. Somebody getting a little richer, um, and uh, so and now, gosh, I just hope this doesn't speak volumes for the future of, of of what we've got coming down the pike. Touch on this a little bit, Keith.
1: All right, so uh, I found out about this through Carscoops.com, but it's it's out there uh, in in the JD JD Power ranking. If you want to go straight to their website, uh. Chrysler Stellantis what what do we call them Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Alfa Romeo I mean all under Stellantis's uh banner yeah. scored below uh their segment averages in the JD Power 2021 uh customer service survey. Now this Man. is not vehicle quality, this is customer service. Right, so, which is
0: something that Keith and I harp yeah. on all the time about how easy it is to make that experience for your customers a quality one.
1: And And, uh, there are people that understand that because this year the quality of customer service has been on the rise in some of their competitors. But this is where we find those four brands. Again, Dodge, Jeep, Chrysler, Ram. Oh, five, sorry. Nobody said I had to have math skills for this program. Uh, And the fifth one being Alfa Romeo. All... Sliding in customer service quality, so uh, yeah.
0: I'd like to point out one key to this story. So we'll we'll, we'll go down some lists and give you where they rank um, U.S. manufacturers and you know uh, foreign um, you know imports. Um, but I I I would be happy too. But the automotive brand with the happiest customers, according to J.D. Power, was Porsche which scored an 899 out of a possible 1,000 points. Then, not far behind was Lexus with 895 Infinity And surprisingly to me, Cadillac scored very well. Um, But you kind of expect that out of a flagship vehicle like that. It's a luxury model. Um, You're paying through the nose for the vehicle and the services that come with it. And I, I, I go back and laugh at the Porsche thing that says the automotive brand with the happiest customers were the Porsche customers. Well, let me tell you something. If I can afford a Porsche, I'm pretty darn happy. Yeah. I'm just right. going to say that, you know. So um, I think that that kind of goes hand in hand. I mean, you know what you're getting into when you buy a Porsche or a BMW. Um, that's just their... That's just their way of 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 really retaining their customers and giving them more than just an automobile to
1: drive. Well, and there are there are um, certain certain um, conveniences. I'm going to use that word. It might not be the exact right term here, but that a lot of these dealers are now using to improve that customer service. Let me give you an example. Jay, you just went through some service at your at your mini dealer and they're right. using My Karma and they mm-hmm. sent you a walk around video from the service bay of your car. Right. Uh, I had my Ford truck serviced at the Ford dealer last week and I noticed that they were also using My Karma. Now, interestingly enough, not in the same way. They were using it to send out invoices and mm-hmm. I got a text message telling me that the service work on my truck was done, and here was a copy of the invoice and all that. And I went in and said something to the guy, and I said, "Hey, uh, I, I noticed you're using this Karma app." And uh, he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." We, you know, what? And I go, "Do, do your do your tax ever use the video side?" And he went, "The what?" So they, you know, yeah. they didn't even know you could do that. So, you know, Mini definitely has uh, an angle that's. I would say, improving their customer satisfaction in terms of their their service quality, right?
0: Well, I think that's what it's all about, yes. And, you know, it's a telling statistic here in this report that you get from J.D. Powers. And, you know, you had somewhat of a negative feeling about your invoice. You felt that it wasn't broken down properly, and it could have been... It could have been communicated to you a lot better well
1: they didn't and tell me the would, work that they did it, they basically just right. sent me a copy they just said of here
0: the amount due here's here's amount due yeah. and it's like okay well what did you do right you know I mean can we have that discussion um, and so that's that's that is where a disconnect comes in and that is why the numbers are truly telling and so and we're gonna get to that so they break this down into um, premium brands. And then brands like across broader markets and stuff. So you got premium brands. Let's go over that list a little bit, Keith. So number one, like we said here in the premium brand uh, index survey, the ranking has Porsche at number one, followed closely behind uh, by Lexus, Infinity, and Cadillac. Mm-hmm. And then you start dropping in, in levels of, of – of customer satisfaction you got lincoln that is below cadillac now again get up beyond that that's your higher tier vehicles they should rank high Yep. that's what you're paying for that's it's, it's like well, i've always said it before when i go to a restaurant to have a meal it's about the whole experience so the plate of food may be delicious but if the person serving me that food is not taking care of me and yeah. just has a terrible attitude. It ruins it for me. Well, this is no different. This is a customer satisfaction situation.
1: And you have to figure, uh, Jay, that um, you know. I, well, I, here's an example of kind of what happened to me, and I, this happens to all of us. Is I got the, I got the. Um, now you're gonna get a survey, and if there's any reason why you can't give us the highest number, which was a five, would you know call us and let? And it's just a lot of peer pressure on, you know, make sure you just give us fives, right? And yeah, they're selling the
0: vote, man. It's sort of like,
1: right? well, why don't you ask me before we have this conversation if I'm happy or if mm-hmm. there's anything that you need to do or. Maybe even just when we're, you know, talking about the service, you go, hey, are you good with this? How does this sound to you? I I just feel like, you know, the the focus is not customer satisfaction. The focus is, are you going to give me a five, right? I I think we sort of lost our, you know. And and so, interestingly enough, rounding out the bottom in the luxury list in terms of service, Jaguar, Land Rover, and Alfa Romeo. Now... Uh, BMW, kind of right in the middle. Acura, right in the middle. Mercedes, right in the middle. Acura, and Mercedes, BMW in that order, and they're all within a point of each other. Um, you know, I, I would actually sort of expect them to be higher than Lexus and Infiniti, but not not the case, right? Right,
0: absolutely. You know, um, and again, Alfa Romeo is part of that family, that Stellantis family, okay? Yeah. So let's just keep that in mind. And uh, the Alfa Romeo was the lowest on the list at 797. Um you know and and again I think that and I I haven't seen the entire list but I expect that they would be I actually I'm, well they're not who is at the top there? Which blows me away, and I kind of expected this. I expected Hyundai to be in a better position, but so you've got other and other ranking, which is mass market brands. Okay, let's talk about that a little bit. That's okay? just
1: your, you know, basically all your your non luxury cars, like just your, you know, if it's yeah, not and a they're luxury, sold, yeah,
0: right. They're sold in Central America. They're sold in South America. They're sold right. in Europe. They're they're sold all over the world, so they call it mass market brands, and so they give an overall survey of that. So my Mini. Mini is number one, number numero uno, number one at eight hundred sixty four, and that's a pretty high score for um, mm-hmm. the the mass market brands. Um, the three, no, <laughs> oh, wait a minute, let's see one, two, three, four, five. This is so sad. I, I I mean I don't get it. And you would think with the amount of vehicles that they sell and some of the durability that they claim they have, and and again, this is on service of the vehicle, not necessarily customer service for the vehicle or the vehicle working yeah, customer uh, in, in working satisfaction. It's more ca- customer satisfaction more customer satisfaction. service, right? Right. But Ram is at the very bottom. Chrysler you, is... Does
1: that surprise yeah, you?
0: R- <laughs> yeah. Ram, then Chrys- the Chrysler brand, the Jeep brand.
1: Well, y- yeah. So of the last five, Dodge, Volkswagen, four. Jeep, Chrysler, and Ram, four of those are Stellantis products.
0: Now, and let's talk about the one above Dodge. Okay. And there's a reason why I bring that up. It's exactly what we were talking about. The numbers tell the truth. Okay, so you had a a really, you know, it wasn't a desirable transaction. It was not a desirable, the way it was handled and how you got your, it was not something that you would have expected. You expected for them to be very, you know, you know, Explicit in what they did to your vehicle, it's your vehicle, it's yeah, it's
1: an appendage of you, basically, man. I mean, it's your your baby, right? So, so, so Ford is right above Dodge now. Um, I, I will say I've noticed a correlation here. It seems like, and I'm not sure about many, many being at the top, but yeah. would you say, as you look at that list, you can see those, right? Yeah. Um, the the companies that are doing better on sales numbers seem mm-hmm. to be at the bottom in customer satisfaction and customer service satisfaction. It's almost yeah. like they you, don't have to try as hard. Do you see that? Do you, you agree that's, with that? That's a, va-
0: that's a valid it. point, but I question the Kia and the Hyundai. Hyundai is below Kia on that list. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Kia's numbers have to be up. I don't know. I'd have to check those. I haven't seen yeah. them. But I think that there is a correlation there. Now, here, w- what happens, okay? So you sell more vehicles, you got more customers, you got more complaints. That's just kind of the nature of how it works. We get yeah, that. Right. But, 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 but this right here is exactly what you and I spoke about on a podcast or two ago about the Mini Cooper experience that I had. Right. How well that they they treated me. And here is a, you know, Mini is is at the top of the list with how well they satisfy their customers. Now, why do not all of these take advantage of the technology that is available to to them to make their lives easy? We spoke about this. We were contacted by the service manager who thanked us for bringing up to their attention how hard they work to, to satisfy their customers and make sure they get up hard and work every day. Get up, work, and, and every day and work hard. I should say, and and um, there there is there is the reflection of of those of those things that they do yeah. and do so, appropriately.
1: It, so Jay's talking about for those of you that uh, don't know this, uh, we did a segment. It's out on YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash Parts Counter Gurus, and you can uh, you can check out the video where um, we show you how many used mini cooper uses the my karma as part of their whole service experience and encourage you to go check that out you can you can see how it works uh it's already out there on our website and um you know jay maybe i'm I'm just thinking out loud here but as we as we potentially bring this segment to a close just wanted to remind everybody here here in a few seconds you're gonna get a survey on your screen (laughs) and it's gonna (laughs) ask you to hit that subscribe button Ring the bell. People say ring the bell. Isn't it really more like you click the bell?
2: Click the bell. One at the very top. All. Click all. The bell is everything on the, like, the vibrations and the bell. Yeah. All
1: black. Yeah, but you don't actually ring the bell, right? You just click the bell. Click the bell. Yep. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, Leave us a comment. Tell us what you like, you know. Uh, Always like to to see and hear what you folks think. I know we've got a lot of Stellantis fans out there. Hey, don't shoot the messenger here. We're just... You know, we're just giving you no. And you know, there's
0: some exciting. Yes, absolutely, man. And there's some exciting things coming down the pike for Stellantis with Jeep yeah. and you know, with the with, with the recent reveal of the the Grand uh, Wagoneer. Yep. And the tease with the uh, all electric Jeep that may be coming. um yeah. The mag the Magneto name um, trade name that they filed for. So we'll you know there's a lot of things. You know, we we're just giving you the results of surveys. Uh, that are factual. It's factual piece of information for companies. This is a guideline for them to improve upon. Um, and we hope that the ones that are at the bottom of this list do. Um, and, you know, Stellantis at the bottom. But, you know, maybe they've had a lot of more, you know, a lot more focus on other things at the moment. Yeah. or maybe their sales are just so darn high they can't handle it, handle well, it. and good you know for them. again yeah. they need to take this tool and learn from it and that's where technology comes in where you can do these things and share it with your employees and get better at what you do so yeah so good luck to Stellantis and getting that uh, that number uh in in the in the
1: right uh direction so so interestingly to me toyota right there in the middle uh like right in the middle yeah. and I guess you know, would you know? I sort of feel like I expected a little bit more out of Toyota, right? I mean,
2: they're above average, but yeah. I mean, you you have well, have, talking to the microphone. You, you've told them about um, your FJ experience before, haven't yep. you? Yep. 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 And
1: yeah. So here we're gonna, Jay. Do you ever watch reaction videos? Uh, I I have seen reaction. You know right?
0: I, I, yeah, I tend to go for the for the first time they've ever heard like uh, "Slow Ride" by Foghat okay. reaction videos. That's so me. So
1: you have a car enthusiast here sitting next to me, inside shot, and uh, I'm gonna. I don't think you know about this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you along with our our audience, our listeners and watchers here, viewers.
2: And now I'm one of you.
1: And and yeah, there you go. So so Toyota registered. Um, Uh, A trademark name and then they're gonna call it a trail hunter okay now this picture right here this is just somebody's rendering we don't know that that's what it's gonna look like okay that's just somebody's like we think Uh, so you know it has the it has the word trail in the name trail hunter okay all one word and people immediately are thinking what what would you think if you hear that
2: I would think something well Speaking of, like, when we said, when I was talking about your FJ, I would think about something like the FJ or a Land Cruiser, but, like, something probably with four-wheel drive that can go out and do, yeah go through a, like, go wherever you want yep.
1: with it. So, um, you know, we don't know at this point what the intent is other than it looks like they are planning a new model, right? Right. And they're gonna call it the Trail Hunter, and this was a US trademark filing, so they're gonna right. potentially sell it here in the United States. Now, I love this, like did you see the thing on Carbuzz Jay where they said, you know, the word trail doesn't always guarantee that it's gonna be off road? Yeah, and the example doesn't. that they gave was one that we always talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Which was Blazer. Well, Yeah, right. The trailblazer. Trailblazer, yeah. It's Which, it's <laughs> yeah. That's a it's a SUV.
0: It's a soccer mom it's a, ride or well, something.
1: And like I I I comment. And I hope shot. you soccer.
0: I hope you soccer moms don't get offended by that. Oh, but that look, is. I mean that is that is truly the the the, 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 the term that we use for those. Unless you're um, unless
1: you're playing you know soccer in Canyonlands in the middle of Utah. I mean like, we you know, c- I mean, what
0: what what else we. I mean we could call it a station wagon if you'd like. I mean, right. That, if that if that makes you feel better. So, So, there you go.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, and and we were talking on the drive out here uh, uh, before his time, uh, but I explained the Blazer, the Chevy Blazer, and the Ford Bronco used to be rivals. They were comparable model. They were the same class vehicle. And now look at how, you know, no pun intended, they've taken different trails, right? So, one's (laughs) targeted at an off-road crowd, and one's targeted at... So, uh, soccer moms, I guess, right?
0: Forking the road here, man. Fork in the road, right. yeah. Um, so you know, and, and it's funny you bring up the, the whole Ford thing and, and and you know that's you know, Ford, Dodge, and GM have always had the rival four by fours. It's just always been a running thing. Yeah, hey, I'm a Dodge man or I'm a Ford man or I'm a GM guy, I'm a Chevrolet or whatever. Bowtie, Bowtie Power, whatever. But um, you know, Toyota has never really actively gone after that. In competition. So it's kind of interesting to see them take a swing at Ford and Jeep um, if this is going to come to fruition. Because again, gosh, I mean, how many times can we say this? We knew where the market was going, you know, when we were at the last SEMA show. Well, I mean, this everybody is paying attention to the Overland crowd and they get it and they understand. They're hearing you loud and clear.
1: All Toyota has to do is open up like, you know, Kelly Blue Book or, you know, one of these, like, used car valuation guides and look at their products that are targeted at off-road crowds like the old FJ, Land Mm -hmm. Cruisers, you know, some of the forerunners that are of a current generation that are a little bit more off-road capable, and look Mm -hmm. at the used resale value of those things. And Toyota's got to be looking at that going, oh, well, wow. that's that's
0: actually that's actually part of this. Um, they were mentioning that they were they they. It says Toyota knows there's a market for dedicated body-on-frame off-roaders, as is evidenced by the high prices commanded by old FJ cruisers. Period. Yeah, they get it. They know, so they're paying attention to that. And I'm, I, I mean, I am not surprised that FJs draw
1: that much of attention because they're kind of rare too. Even you know, uh, the best thing, the best favor. Toyota ever did for me was to discontinue the FJ the year after. So mine's a 2014, that's the last year that they made them. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. literally the best thing they could have done for me in terms of keeping my value where it is. I mean. Right. Well, if you're gonna exit
0: stage left with the Land Cruiser, and we said this a couple podcasts ago, and you don't have anything to replace it with, at least maybe this is some hope that Toyota is going to come back in with something that may help dominate that yeah. that overland market you know so we'll we'll see how that works out because i really don't see the i mean the 4runner is is nice um and it has some capabilities but it, it's not the land, what the land cruiser of years past was mm-hmm. and what it could be and that's kind of the thing that, you know, we beat up on Nissan about uh, the same thing, right. not not being innovative and coming out. I mean, my goodness, man, they didn't change the, uh, the design of the Frontier for 17 years, and now they've got a new design coming out, the Pathfinder's coming out. So there's a lot of changes there. They are paying attention to the Overland crowd, and they are hearing you loud and clear. So yeah. I expect that there's going to be some pretty robust platforms out there across the board with every manufacturer that plays and dabbles in that game so and well, now Toyota's putting like, her feet in
1: as soon as we find out more uh you know we'll let you you you, uh, you our fans and listeners will be the first to know how can people find out if they want to find out more
2: dot uh, com.
1: okay now what about like if being notified if there's like new new news on any of these, you know, Toyota vehicles or, you know, really anything. I said the word news, by the way. Uh, what can they do?
2: Um, hit the bell.
1: Live. Hit the <laughs> Sorry, Pavlo- Pavlovian response. Uh, they can they can hit the bell, click the bell, tap the bell. Okay. Hit the subscribe button. Yep. Okay. Yeah, there you go. You heard it. You heard it. Man,
0: I tell you what. Hey, i Sideshot's doing a great job over there. Thank you for being on our show today, too. I man. It's good to see you, by the way. I'll
1: tell you what. I have just solved the problem of keeping him quiet. All I have to do is hit the record button, Jay, and he just pipes right down. I mean, it, uh-huh. it, it's literally like he's normally not this quiet. Yeah. Right? Hey, I'm getting the same guy right been, now.
0: I've been around him without the record button on. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got, I got another one for you here. Have you heard of now? Now he's a big Jay. You know this, I think. He's a big EV fan. That, yes. You know he's he's of that age now. This is their generation. Did you know? Have you heard of a company called Lordstown Motors? I think I've heard
2: that, but
1: you have to talk I, to I
2: think I've heard the company. Yeah. But I don't know anything about. So
1: them. they're us. I I would consider them a startup. They're an EV manufacturer. Um and they, sort of a homegrown
0: hero of, yeah. of, of you know, yeah, I think. they're
1: out of Detroit, right? Yep, in the Lors Detroit down, area. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. and they're involved in uh, some projects for the in, for the RV industry as well as consumer automobiles, like um, working on some electrification projects for RV, you know, like camping world, that kind of stuff. Okay, um, mm-hmm. so th- some news broke recently of. Um, them basically fudging the numbers a little bit Uh, what's your what's your what details do you have on that Jay okay so first of all Steve Burns is the 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 CEO
0: um, are you sure it's not Montgomery
1: Burns
0: (laughs) no (laughs) now interesting enough and as I was digging around a little bit now have you heard of uh, the Workhorse Group and who Workhorse is
1: no okay no Neither we have um, two nos on this end.
0: Right. So Workhorse um, is also was Steve Burns was the, was the CEO of this, and he stepped away from that and then started Lordstown with a loan yep. from GM. Okay. Okay. Um, so Workhorse is a um, they're also a an EV uh, company as well. Okay. And uh, they for, for example, I just give you this. Here's a here's a recent. Uh, back in January, they received a purchase order from Pride Group Enterprises for sixty three over sixty three hundred C Series all electric delivery vehicles. All right. So again, you know, EVs I think where where they're going to have the biggest impact right off the bat, rather than the ac- the actual consumer l- at the consumer level, you know, just you and me buying one and driving around. I think that where EVs are going to be successful, and it's kind of promising to see that they are seeing that. Is fleet
1: fleets mm-hmm. right.
0: tend to be where you want to go because there's such a huge saving. It's rare. It's really desirable. If I'm a fleet company, from a cost savings, from maintenance, gas, all those sorts of things, you you probably get credits from the EPA for uh, buying these things, just like any government entity does by going, say, natural gas vehicles or all electric vehicles or whatever. As a matter of fact, my wife uh, drives an all electric uh, for. Um, the government entity she works with, and um, so you know this is this is very interesting how this how this started. So he goes, Steve goes from here and goes and starts Lordstown, and um, what we have found out is that there was a lot of a lot of chatter about how well they were doing and how close they were to production. And it turns out that um, the
1: numbers have be have been fudged, well, uh, and of course this is by Hindenburg reporting now, this. Okay, this, now that's an important point because yes. where have we heard this kind of story before? What 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 man, manufacturer comes to name uh, name comes yeah. to mind? That would be Nikola. Okay, now and now at the center of both of these,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I want to I want to throw in a little twist here. Is who GM? Right, GM okay. loaned. Loan Steve Burns the money to get this rolling, then they go in and they you know partner up with Nicola, and then the shenanigans surrounding that happen. But prior to these things occurring, their CFO took took the, the door door to the right, and she's gone. Okay. Okay. Now, now we questioned why. Yeah, we <laughs> we
1: we did on this program, way before all this news broke, ladies and gentlemen, we pointed to that and said. Something's not right here. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Jay, you know it's coming.
0: I, hate to right. say I told you so. Yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely. And so, so here,
0: here's the thing that you guys have to understand. They say that they have pre-sold hundred thousand of these vehicles to various fleets across America. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so you're wondering, uh, that vehicle is the um, Oh, what was the name of that thing?
1: It's the light-duty fleet truck. It's called the Endurance.
0: Endurance, that's it. Yeah, endurance. And um, so they're saying that these th- He is saying that these things have been pre-sold. Well, in fact, it turns out that <laughs> they were not pre-sold. And if anything, there's actually no money transferred. Um, it's a non-binding letter of intent.
1: Okay, so, so a couple key points here. Number one, that letter is basically just a piece of paper saying, yes, I'd like to order one of these. There's no money changing hands. It's essentially just just that. It's just a, a it's, written communication saying, yes, I'm right. interested a, in buying one.
0: Yeah, it's a letter of intent. It's basically me walking up to you or, or you saying, hey, I got this truck for sale, man. Are you, are you interested? You say, yeah, I'm interested in it. Okay, well, cool. And this and is going to come
1: into play later on in the program in, in the RV segment. And, and when well, I bet you didn't see that coming, but we're going to talk a little bit about that same strategy on the RV side but here's the other thing that is worth mentioning that the people uh, the company I should say the organization that's pointing this out is Hindenburg Research now Hindenburg Research is the same company that got in the middle of the Nikola thing and pointed to you know they didn't have a working model and they, they drew attention to that Hindenburg does stand to gain something from my understanding by pointing out these negatives Hindenburg Has a short selling interest in the stock, meaning, oh boy, let me see if if I can explain short selling in in layman's terms here. So so they borrow stock. Like, let's say that you had 100 shares of Lordstown, Jay, of Lordstown Motors. Mm -hmm. and, And you paid 50 bucks a share for it, okay? Hindenburg would borrow your stock from you, okay? Then they would create a short sell environment where they drop the value of that stock. So now let's say it's worth, you know, 35 right? Right. Well, right. they sold your stock. They then go buy more at $35 a share and give it back to you. So they've turned a profit. See how that right. works? Right. So they definitely Absolutely. have something to gain in the short sell uh, environment by drawing attention to these companies' failures and you, they it, it appears they were correct on the nickel side. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like they were making things up to try to make money. At, at least it would appear to be. So,
0: so let me give you just some of the irregularities that were reported. Let's just go down the list because the, these are to some degree, you know, really just like, wow. Okay, so... And, and again, this is this is based on their research and their report that they put out. Uh, customers were not aware that they had entered uh, any kind of agreement with Lordstown. Yeah. They weren't.
1: Uh, wait, you yeah. mean I, I I have an order? <laughs> right,
0: exactly. Um, there's a telling pattern of customers that just happen to be small companies, local to the area with no known history for ever operating fleets. So let me touch on that. There are... Are several situations where transactions occurred for intent or sale uh, uh, for fleets to these so-called fleet companies, and it turns out they're not fleet companies. They go do their research on them, and there's some sort of like uh, United States uh, uh, Postal Service uh, post office box. That's it. Um, there's no operating business. The one of the companies that had given them an order for I think around seven thousand units, right? Um, had only been in business for about two months. Um, there is word that uh, there was a solicitation of orders being paid. You know, they they were being paid to go get these orders. Um, so it's kind of interesting. You know, it's it's a it's inflate inflate it to make it look like we got something going on is what's happening here. Um, there were companies that were placing orders as a favor to Burns uh, when he was CEO of Workhorse, which mm-hmm. I brought up. Uh, those trucks were supposed to be delivered in late 2018. Still not. Uh, production promises that are never met and are always changing. Um, the company's hub motors, a core part of the endurance, being licensed from a small company in Slovenia. Um, let see. Despite Burns saying the batteries are being made in-house, they are not. Okay.
1: Yeah, so again now, this sounds a little bit like Nicola where Trev- Trevor Milton came out and argued with the with the media and said, "Oh, no, 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 no. We're absolutely making this product ourselves." And then, you know, truth comes out later and they go, "Hey, it was purchased at a convenience store down the street or, you know, whatever." So, who do you believe here? I mean, so so Burns is coming out saying, "Hey, man, this is full, this report is full of half-truths and lies." The, yeah, he was this. This was just absolutely
0: he did. And
1: the thing that he came out, it, the thing that interested ahead. me, Jay, is instead of addressing these these claims head on, he just said, well, they're not, you know, they're, they're just half truths and lies. Like, you know, why not? If it's if they are lies, why not come back and say, well, no, no, no. We have all the sales data on pre-orders, And, you know, we'll post a segment of that out here for the world to see or for investors to see uh or at mm-hmm. least substantiate your side of the story somehow, right? Instead of just yeah. going, well they're so, lying.
0: Right. So by the way, just just uh, Lorestown is is in Ohio and yes, it's in the Rust Belt. They're all very close to Detroit and um I just wanted to bring that up. We had mentioned in Detroit. They're actually not in Detroit, but um there in Ohio and local news station WKBN out of Youngstown, and I think they're out of Youngstown somewhere in that area. Um, they uh, they were uh, giving a tour of the plant. Uh, who was it with uh, Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose? Yeah, went on a tour of the plant and um, basically uh, Steve Burns was asked. You know, what's your, uh, what, what, what do you think about these reports? And he basically said, there's always haters.
1: Well, <laughs> I, yeah, so I have the rest of that quote right here. He said, I can't speak to the Hinden report, but I can tell you two things. We're at betas in 10 days, meaning the beta program, and we're going to start production of the world's first electric pickup truck. I know I say that a lot, but think about the gravity of the world's first electric pickup truck starting right here, Burns said. Okay, but it's not. Right, uh, right. I mean yeah and, and that's funny the because truck was I was a question two years ago Rivians about to go into production of the R1T They've been, they've been working on the F150 for like 11 years. Yeah, so that right there makes me not trust this guy. I mean, who are you trying to convince you what on what planet is this the right. world's first electric uh, What what am I missing here, guys?
0: And I, mean, I think what he's saying into into production, but he's even kind of contradicting himself, saying that this is a beta version. It's a, so, if it's a
1: beta, you're not going into production, right? Right. I mean, I think, I think Rivian,
0: Rivian, Ford, and GM all three will will probably hit the market oh, first. In and late, if you want to consider the Hummer
1: in the truck category, you know GM's got. That. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, that's the one I'm I'm, I'm implying. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So I don't. Yeah. See- it's, it's interesting, man. I, yeah. Go ahead, Jay. Sorry. It's a, it's, a, it's a stock game, man. It's exactly what it is. And, you know, you see a lot of these GoFundMe um, startup uh, 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 fundraisers and, and you know, buying into these things. And, and, you know, some are legit. They're genuinely legit. But you've got a lot of this stuff, man, where people have these great ideas um, but they've got nothing to back them up, and and um, so this will be this will yeah. this will. I'd like to revisit this thing by the end of the year to let's see where he really is at. Because if he truly says he's going to be the first production electric truck, then he would have to be there by probably august or september this year because that's when the other three are going to come out with one
1: well let's do that let's make a make make a, a promise to come back and talk about this again how can people find out if they want to if they want to hear the next uh the next update on on lordstown
2: well you would have to subscribe and click the bell where
1: would they do that
2: um you could go to partscountergurus.com or search us up on YouTube.
1: And it's youtube.com forward slash partscountergurus. Yes. I believe. Let me give some social media out
0: real quick for you guys. If you uh, if, if you if you like what you're you're, you're hearing, uh, you want more content, we need your support and you can do that easily by going over to facebook.com forward slash parts County gurus liking our page and then sharing that with a friend uh, we post all of our our video segments on uh facebook as well as instagram uh, we are on instagram.com forward slash the parts County gurus um you can now follow us on twitter thanks for setting that up uh keith uh i'm not i haven't really haven't dug deep into twitter um but i'm finding it very interesting um, I think it's a great move for us. Um, so you can find us over on Twitter, and our handle is at uh, the Counter Show, which is what you are listening to right now.
1: If uh, if you uh, find a the, bunch of uh, Anego Montoya accounts, Jay, that's just me boosting our numbers <laughs> yeah. artificially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> hey, so um, before we get into our main topic, um, I I kind of brought this up to Keith in preparation that you know let's. You know, we 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 got some quirky things that we talk about occasionally, like some weird science stuff or you know conspiracy theory stuff. We we just we dig. We're human, just like you guys, man. We we, we find interest in that stuff. So I thought, well, why don't we just do a little quick weird fact segment? How's that sound to you guys? You
1: got you, you ready for it? That's your weird fact music. Do you like it? I can't hear it, but I'm sure I will in post. Oh well, <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so um,
0: this is. I, I kind of wondered how I was going to give this to you guys, but I'm gonna. I'm just going to give you the fact, okay? And then we'll get into the fact a little bit. So, did you know, Keith, that almost 163,000 pints of Guinness are wasted in facial hair each year? Did you know that? Uh, that's kind of gross. <laughs> right. I said the same thing, man. But true. I get it because more and more people are, you know, growing the big beards and stuff and a lot of guys weathered yeah, slugged yeah. slug their beers. But they did an actual research study commissioned by Guinness. They found that an estimated 162,719 pints of Irish stout go to waste every year via mustaches. Uh, the study found that 0.56 milliliters of Guinness get trapped in the average beard or mustache with each sip. And it takes about 10 sips to finish a pint. An estimated 92,370 Guinness consumers every year in the UK have facial hair. Assuming they consume on average 180 pints each year, which, by the way, if you're a beer lover, it ain't that hard to do. Um the 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 total cost of wasted Guinness annually is about five hundred and thirty six thousand U S dollars. The moral to this story, they say, shave and save. Oh
1: my god! So there you go.
0: There you go. And I have one more that's going to segue us in to the next topic of discussion. Okay. So this is a good one. Now. Side shot. Yes. Have you been
1: down Route 66?
2: Uh, you have. You I know think where the f- I have.
1: Yep. And that goes through the southwest. I mean, you were on screens while I was driving, but yeah, you you have.
0: Yeah, so yeah, so I I figured you had been. So this is an interesting, this is an interesting, weird, weird fact. And I I, I think I knew about this, but I didn't know it was absolutely 100 percent true, but it is apparently. But on certain sections of route 66 there are grooves that have been strategically placed in the road cut into the road like rumble strips you know what i'm talking about yeah. you know that so you know you're going off the road or whatever to slow down there is a section that plays america the beautiful They've got them strategically laid out. New Mexico's Department of Transportation decided to spice up a desolate quarter-mile stretch of Route 66 between Albuquerque and Tierras. Grooves were added in the road that play music when you drive over them, going the speed limit of 45 miles an hour. The grooves work just like the rumble strips, which vibrate your car to if you drift out of your lane. These particular strips are positioned to create different pitches when you drive over them. And if you do, you can clearly hear America the Beautiful play through the vibrations in your car's wheels. Boom. Well, we there go through go.
1: that area a lot. Yeah, go I ahead.
2: have actually seen that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes on other places, well, where it's like you can just on the road and like one of the lanes or whatever. Plays oh, they have the little,
1: yeah, a little music note. I, yeah. So. Fascinating stuff, Jay. Thank you for that. Everybody, tune in uh, next week to find out more interesting facts about what's on Jay's search engine history. <laughs> ah, yes. Exactly. There you go. There's oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got out it. What yeah. was wrong? Yeah. I All love right. it. Yeah. So. Yeah. so um
0: Let's so get we, into the main topic here. Yeah. Let's talk
1: about this. This is exciting. So Jay twisted my arm on this, but I yeah, actually thought it might be helpful. We've got some tips coming up here on how to book RV sites. And uh, I spelled sites wrong on the... Uh, yeah, anyway, it's S-I-T-E-S, but yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so I think I did that. You know... If, you, if you've been living <laughs> under a rock, you don't know. But for the rest of you, for those of you that listen to this program, everybody's buying an RV now, and it's getting harder and harder to get a good RV site. So for our listeners, just, you know, us, just between us, right? I've got our super secret pro tips on ways to get the sites that you want. There's some good stuff in here, and I've actually got uh, kind of a bonus at, we'll put it at the end, but it's gonna have it's gonna have a whole other. Uh, it's gonna be game changing, not just from booking campsites, but for any RV service that you might need. This is kind of a one stop shop. I'll give you that information coming up here in just a little bit. Um, so, should we just get into this, Jay? Let's let's dive right in. I think it's appropriate. Right. Yes. So now you know some of the tricks that we use because. You've heard the conversations going down the road of, you know, like if, you know, sometimes we we wing it. And, uh, you know, you've heard me talk to mom about what to ask and all that. Yep. So now these are these are some of my strategies. Everybody kind of has their own preference and way of doing things. Th- these are things that have worked well for me. Um, people we've we've ta- we've talked about this in previous podcasts. When you talk about RV camping, everybody has kind of a different version of that that they like. Like some people like, well, I want to camp next to the beach with a, you know, or a big pool or whatever. And I don't mind that I'm like five feet from my neighbor. I'm more of a fan of having some some privacy, a little bit of nature in between me and the site next to me. Um, but but that's just us, right? Like that's what I value. So these Things that we're going to talk about should work for you, regardless of what your preference on some of those things are. Um, so the first thing that I will tell you that I love to do, and this is probably what I will do first, is if we're going to pick an area and go to that area, um, you know, I'll I'll go open Google Maps, not Google, Google Maps. Okay, which you can get to and on a you web type browser. In- Maps.google.com, yeah. or you can, if you have the app right. on your smartphone. Yep.
0: And then you type in large pools.
1: Right. Uh, golf car friendly. <laughs> or, no. Uh, so <laughs> that comes later. So I'll use some ter- search terms, and I'm going to give you those. I use RV campground, RV park, and campground. And I usually do them in that order. The problem with putting campground down is that you may get some tent only. Uh, type places which we can't fit in okay so you know what you search on as jay knows keywords matter so i I tend to use the word the rv camp rv camping rv park rv campground all right right google's gonna show me in that area that i'm searching on let's say it's you know i don't know albuquerque new mexico right because i want to hear america the beautiful on the rumble strips then I'm going to see little 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 pins <laughs> dropped on the map, and I will typically click on those. I'll read the reviews. I'll look at how many star ratings, and then we'll go into the amenities that they will typically list: swimming pools, pet friendly. You know, yeah,
2: dog park.
1: Dog park. It's another good one. Okay, uh, the Google reviews are typically less influenced by the property themselves, meaning, you know that's somebody that's going to leave an honest opinion without fear of recourse, right? Does that make sense? Right.
0: The anonymity is is pretty high level. Yeah, I mean if you go to their Google, website, right.
1: if you go to the campground's website, you read those are biased reviews, you know, that that's they're that's just right. picking and choosing what they want you to see. Right. Um, right, right. The other thing that I will typically do while I'm on the Google Maps app. Now again, Google Maps. You can get to it from a web browser. You can also get to it on your smartphone if you have the Maps app. Is there's pictures, and I was trying to explain this to my wife the other day. I'm like, okay, tap on the little pin, open up that location, and then there, Google Maps will show you pictures that people have contributed. Meaning, you know, if I have a smartphone and I take a picture in that area and I allow Google to use that, I'll tag it with that location and they'll post it, right? So, mm-hmm. yep. Look at the. Uh, user contributed images meaning these weren't taken by the park these are honest images taken by people just see what it looks like right like if there's a big dumpster fire going on next door or a meat processing plant or you know a salvage yard right you know you probably want to stay away from that but just look at some of the photos on the google maps app does that does that make sense
0: it absolutely does. I I tend to do that. Like it's no different than going and looking at a hotel. You want to see what the rooms look like, mm-hmm. and um, you want to see what the breakfast area looks like. Um, yep. You know the pool and, and do they have laundry facilities? How yep. clean is the area? You know. So yeah, it's a it's a definitely a great. Uh, point and a uh, feature that is available for you to, to, to use to, to, to look at those sorts of things. So, it's so a good point there for sure. So
1: Something that Jay and I did together, and this is my next tip, is I'll then pull open in Google Maps the satellite view. So, you know, if you're not by default, if you don't have the satellite view set, take a look at the satellite view and see what it looks like, you know. Um, just to the, na- you know, well, not to the naked eye, but, you know, in, in in IRL, in real life, right? Like, is there, on that satellite, how close are those sites together? Is there shade, if that matters mm-hmm. to you? Is there, you know, w- what amenities can you see, you know, uh, uh, from from the satellite? Jay was scoping out some sites for me near him about a month ago. And he gave me, you know, mm-hmm. we talked about some site numbers, and then I pulled up in the satellite view to, to try to look at them to see what they look like. So, you know, what kind of foliage is around them? Uh, foliage. Foliage? Foliage. Sorry. Foliage. Yeah.
0: Foliage if you're cooking on the grill. Yeah, sorry. Foliage if you're standing in the bushes. That, yes. That's it.
1: Uh, <laughs> and, and that's a good help. Um, and then, and I mentioned this earlier, but but in, in a positive way, go to that, that's, that place they have if they have a website go check it out right i usually do that last and i'll look at the amenities they list um if they don't have contact info on their website like a phone number or an email contact or if they don't have a website those are usually places you want to avoid like i i don't know that i would trust a campground that doesn't have a website that's right
0: and um you know it and uh, like keith had said if 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 you have somebody on the ground, feet on the ground that live in the area, Mm -hmm. and it's not too much trouble for them to get out and kind of go scope it out for you and get their opinion on it, Um, or, you know, simply just, you can do a video chat while that's happening and you can get your own assessment of it if that person has the capability of doing that for you. So those are good points. Um, You know, something I want to bring up is this, that, so you, you bring it, you know, this is all about RVing, RV lifestyle. So these are tips that are for you as an RVer that's driving that motorhome and you want to make sure you've got room to pull in the, the, the pull-in or pull-outs or whatever they have. What do you call those things? Slips?
1: Yeah, slips So that's a good point, though. Sights, uh, if you're driving a motorhome and you're towing a, a car tow, a lot of those dinghies, as they call them, you can't back up, and those people mm-hmm. like to have pull-throughs. Now, I don't care. I can back up. But if that matters to you... You know that'll be listed on the site, whether they're pull throughs or back ends. That does seem to be a big deal to a lot of people. It's never bothered me. I don't mind backing in. Yeah, Uh,
0: and and the other thing I wanted to bring up is that let's just say you're a person that's very very interested in getting into RVing. Okay, and you haven't you're and you want to check out some sites that you might once you get your RV, you don't have one yet, that you might want to go see. Some of these places actually offer cabins mm-hmm. that you can rent on site. And I say take advantage of it. instead of staying in a hotel, go stay at the RV part because then you get the feel of the quality of service that you're going to get out of the, the management there um, and then how the how, how well the ship runs basically. Good
1: point. That, that's very true. There's the place that we're at right now has two different kinds. They have cabins, which is just the traditional kind of what, what you would think, right? Like like you know, Jay, like you were probably thinking of. And then they actually have RVs. Um, and the last two or three places that we've stayed ha- have offered this where they're just furnished RVs. So they're just there all the time. They clean them out mm-hmm. just like a hotel room after the previous guest leaves. So you don't have to pull an mm-hmm. RV to the campground. You can just rent one of theirs that's already there on property. A lot of times they're Airstreams. That is... Th- that
0: is a great alternative Keith don't you yeah. think yeah I mean it, it gives you because us. let's face it let's let's you know let's be honest with our listeners and I think most people that do RV already to some degree realize that it's a chore it's a there's work involved um, preparation is part of that but once you get to the site, um, you've got to unload. You got to back in. You got to unhook. You got you know. There's so many things, and then then you've got side shot uh, playing games. Who's got you know? Where's my Wi-Fi? Hey, where's the pool? Yeah. Where's the pool? You know that sort of stuff going on. So, um, I say take dry runs, man, as much as you possibly can before you dive into these things. But these are some really really great tips, man.
1: So so speaking um, of work heed. to be done. I'm gonna tease this a little bit. Um, we have a video coming up soon. We're, we're about to do this work this week, so this video will come out later. Um, Ooh. And if you wanna find out about this, the best way to do that, go over on the YouTube side, youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus, um, hit the subscribe button, click the bell. I'm trying to not say ring the bell, but whatever, man, Teach their own, right? Leave us a comment. Yeah, and you will be notified when this video comes out. We are about to install. This is in two parts. You can hold yours up. This is a Wi-Fi Ooh. range extender, and this one actually goes on the roof. These are made by King. Here, I'll hold it in front of your face. And I'm, yeah, no, I'm kidding. Uh, so this is a cell signal. Let me see if I can get it in front of the camera here. Booster made for RVs. Okay, this is the best one out there on the market. And for those fringe areas where you need connectivity, because not all of us that work from home actually work from a home that doesn't have wheels on it, if you catch my drift um right and and so we're gonna install this we're gonna we're gonna review it but we're also gonna take you through the install process it comes in two parts Oh, awesome this goes on the inside this is the wi-fi router with a range extender and then there's an external antenna that was the big box i was just holding up so stay tuned for that that's it's coming soon to a youtube channel near you that's awesome i'm
0: looking forward to hearing about how well that works um, and that's an alternative to what's going to be becoming available. And we talked about this uh, a couple podcasts yep. ago with the Elon Musk Starlink. Yep.
1: Sometimes you got to um, have options. You, you got to diversify.
0: That's right. So, uh, you know, hopefully that Starlink will come to fruition as far as what they say that it's going mm-hmm. to be capable of doing. And everybody on the planet can have access to it. So we'll see if, if that's the case, man. Elon Musk, I know he's already rich, man, but phew. hey. He you he give me internet out yeah, in the middle know, of the Grand
1: Canyon, I'll, I'll I'll sign up. Dude, uh, you're
0: I'm pay I'm buying yeah. So I'm buying.
1: So a couple more things as promised here at the end. I'm going to give you my my gold mind of my super secret, uh, you know, way of finding these sites. But I have a couple more. So another one. Speaking of our YouTube channel, we have a Garmin GPS. Uh, it's made for RVs. It's the Garmin 780. I think it's an RV 780. We did a review on it. You can find that on our YouTube channel. It is so great in terms of all the RV-centric features that it has. Um, You know, you can find RV-only services like, you know, truck stops or gas stations that are large enough for you to pull into. You can tell it your weight limit and how many axles, and it will route you around low clearance areas or roads that... Are under your load limit and you know route you out of like narrow streets and that sort of stuff so it's really handy I love that thing I wasn't sure I was gonna care for it but it has become my go-to for trip planning in this in this RV
0: yeah and, and it's such a um, it's a targeted uh, audience that they they manufacture those for Yep. Um, and if you're an avid RVer like 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 uh, Keith and family are it makes sense to have that because then you're not digging in the weeds Driving around, this is it is specific to your needs, like you said with the axles, number of axles, and weights, and um, you know RV specific uh, pull-ins where that you know like yep. I would assume restaurant they, they probably even highlight restaurants that have they RV have parking out they back have, for you, right?
1: They have you can find RV you can find campgrounds, you can find free uh, like Bureau of Land Management like you know no hookups or anything, mm-hmm. but just like if you wanted to overnight. Uh, they have overnighting yeah. options. Uh, you know, places to eat for sure. Um, it does traffic. I mean, just you know what? Go go check out the review. We'll take you through. That's it. Great. It's out yeah. there on our website. That's great. That's a
0: good. That is a very well done uh, video that you did. Um, that you guys shot, and uh, it's very informative. Um, and I'm. It's gotten a lot of great responses and, and views and likes on that. So good job on that. So and you can uh, you can you can purchased that on our website go to park yeah, there's guru. a link to it right yep there's a link to it yeah so check it out so so what else we got Keith
1: all right so this let's, one let's talk about if, uh, if you've been in the uh, if you've been if you've been in the RV industry at all you're gonna know about this mm-hmm. but just in case some of right. you don't these have been around since I was a kid um, go ahead and hold yep. it up side holding it up now this is the good Sam book you can find these at uh, camping world pretty much any camping world. They, if you're a good yep. stand member, they run about ten bucks. It's it's here. I they, wonder if AAA. Yeah. I wonder if AAA offers those as well. Uh, Keith. I don't know. I know that Camping World has always been the easy place to get them. I mean, they the go to. Yeah. yeah. Now this one's a couple yeah. years old. It's a 2019. You can see, Jay. Yeah. It's as big as an old yellow pages. It's thick, right? Yeah,
0: it is. Yeah. And, and yeah. so
1: what they do, I'm, I'm waiting for a side shot to whack me on the head with this thing, it, just for you know comedic, you know comedy <laughs> relief,
0: but. It's a they, bo- it can and it's a booster seat as well.
1: Yes, right, right. So you can it's organized by state. Okay, like if I open this up, here's Florida. That might be where we are. It may not. You never know. Um, and then you know they'll do it by regions in the state. And then it has campground reviews. Here, I'll show you a page here. This is uh, Fort Myers, huh? How about that? Just happen to open to that page. Imagine that. And it lists hmm. you know amenities and. Uh, Uh, ratings, and whether they're, you know, Good Sam member, which means you get a little bit of a discount, and, you know, it'll have contact info, phone number, a lot of times we'll use that as we're going down the road, Um, and then, of course, they always show you a map, and they'll put, you know, of the state, and they'll put, here, you got it, and they'll put um, little bullets or markers where the campsites are. So yeah, thank you very much.
0: Yep, and that's that's very informative for for, for folks if you're looking for monuments, uh, land like you said landmarks. Yep, um, you know points of interest and those sorts of things because most people who are RVing that's what they're out there doing they're they're discovering. Uh, <laughs> hey, am I gonna have to stop this RV, turn it around?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, I mean it's worth having there. If you're a good Sam member, they're ten bucks. I mean it's you know. They come out every year.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't believe that you get that amount of paper for $10.
1: Right. You know, uh, with
0: all that print. It's got to cost them a fortune to put
1: that thing out. And, um, you know, I mean, it's in a pinch. You know, you know, if you're out in an area where there's no cell phone service, you go to this. It's just not bad to have.
0: Right, so you got you have a you have a secret weapon down there at the bottom. The the, right. the, the last thing there. Well, that, so is here is my weapon? ultimate
1: secret weapon. Your, now your your secret sauce. Several of the things that we have mentioned uh, previously have have access to this feature. So that Garmin GPS has a Plan RV Services little app module on it. You can go to and we'll put the we'll put the link to the website in the in the description in the comments and then we'll put it on our mentioned on the podcast page so just go to partscounterguru.com click on the mention on the podcast tab and we'll put a link to this but it's plan rv services okay now if it's PlanRV.com, but here's why this is so cool because again if I'm, I'm driving down the road with that garmin and i tap on plan rv services i can then say i just want to see campgrounds or show me truck stops or hey i need to find a dump station because uh you know we're full right (laughs) shit or whatever right yeah so (laughs) uh, (laughs) no it's fine so so it's great because it's an all in one resource and you can also go to their website and you can go well i need new tires for an rv or i need you know service of some sort i need somebody to do the work right and it will help you. that is golden yes Mm. Every in, Not just RV spots, not just campsites, but service centers, truck stops. If you need propane, hey, looking for a place that can refill my propane. You know, that's a common one. They'll, they, they have those listed. Um, and so that is, I have found to be just a, it's an easy first stop, if you will, if I'm looking for something. Um, I mean, you know, I've got the website up here. I mean, you can do it by state, right? Um, or you can put yeah. in a zip code and then literally the drop down mobile repair service, tire shop, RV park, AAA discounts, Corps of army engineers, park, good Sam park, KOA park, national forest campsites. I mean, I mean, it's just on and on, right? Dump stations, yeah. uh, rest areas, air conditioning service, uh, parking lots. I mean, come on, man. Awesome. I mean, truck wash. You want to yeah. wash your rig? There you go. Right,
0: right. Yeah, I mean that's just uh, yeah because a lot of times, why is that handy? Well, if before you pull in, let's say you're going to be where you're at for two weeks, right? You know, you're you've been out on the road, you got a lot of grime. You want to get some of that stuff off of there and kind of polish it up before you pull in, and you know, and then um, wash it maybe when you leave or something. So that's pretty important, right?
1: Right. Good stuff, man. Yeah, man. You know, so plan RV Ah. services again. We'll put a link to that, but that's a good one if you're if you're you know looking for a resource to help you find these locations. Now, I'm going to just mention one other thing in closing, and this is kind of another one of my my tactics, if you will. Um, and and that is, um, this is going to tie back into the, 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 the Lordstown segment that we did. Um, when you're booking these sites, check their cancellation policy. So... What we will find a lot of times, Jay, is, and this happened in your area, was we're, we're planning to come there this summer. Um, I left a couple messages, and some of these offices aren't open now, or they're on reduced hours because of the COVID pandemic. And sometimes the ones that call me back first are not our first choice, if that makes sense. So yes. it's kind of like your prom date. The, the one that you want to go to the dance with your number one choice may not be the one that says yes first so find out the cancellation policy right like Lordstown right like just see if you can get that paper order and how much it costs to cancel Um, right if there's not a steep penalty like a lot of them will let you cancel up until like a week before or 48 hours before and you get a full refund or maybe they'll charge they'll keep $10 RV sites are hard enough to find nowadays that I will go ahead and register for a couple, and then just cancel one of them after I have all the details of the trip worked out.
0: Right, I it mean, makes sense. You got yeah. plan, you got you got plan A, plan B, and you've always got to have those in place. You may even need a plan C, and that's yeah. that's pretty important, I think, to bring up.
1: And it's you your know? right to know their cancellation policy if you're going to prepay a reservation, even if you're not. There's no harm in asking. them, What's your cancel? Things happen. Things happened in a big way last year where we had reservations to some of these places for summer camping and then everybody got shut down. Well, the unforeseen can happen. It's not unreasonable to ask what the cancellation policy is. So so that's sort of my yeah, final right. tip on booking these things. Sometimes you have to do that and you maybe can only get one for a couple of days, but at least you can go ahead and book that while you're working on something else, right?
0: That's it. That's it. Awesome stuff, man. And I, I, I got to say to my my brother-in-law hey here's your rv segment dude
1: (laughs) we might just title it that here's your rv segment
0: (laughs) right no he was a bit he he really enjoyed the uh he enjoys any of the rv stuff uh that we talk about so i told him we had something coming down the pike so this is this is great great tips um you can never be too prepared um and uh again everything that we've talked about here on this segment you will you will find some links on our website to get you through and um Keith and Sideshot both have done a great job of putting this information together for for our audience today and um it's just always fun to talk about talk super, about this Super stuff, talkative man, so. today.
1: He, this is the most I've, I've This is the quietest he, quietest he's been the whole trip, man. We should do more yeah, of these. Yeah, you should that's it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hey, I'm gonna take us. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say a few, a uh, few more things again. Okay. So again, uh, you can find any of this stuff on Uh You can watch any of our vi- video segments uh, from this audio podcast um, over uh, on YouTube.com forward slash Side SideShot. What do they have to do once they're on YouTube? First of all, click the like
2: button on. If you're watching one of the videos, if you're not, when you are, click the like button, click that subscribe button, and click the bell, and click all.
0: Awesome. I think That's he's awesome. done this before. We, and, and we, he has. And if there's anybody that can tell you why we need for you to do that, it's because we enjoy what we're doing. And in order for us to continue doing what we're doing, we have to have you guys support. And so if you already are subscribed, thank you so much for your subscription. Please tell someone to subscribe that helps us out. It's free to you, but it's priceless to us. And that means the world to us and we can keep going. Again, we're over on facebook.com, forward slash Parts kind of gurus Like us, share, tell a friend. We're over on instagram.com. Uh, that would be forward slash the Parts kind of Gurus. Um, and we're also on Twitter, and our Twitter handle is at the Counter Show, which is what you're listening to right now. Other than that, if you want to do any shopping, go to PartsCountedGuru.com, and there's an Amazon icon up at the top right-hand corner. Click on that. It takes you over to the Amazon store. But guess what? By doing that, that helps us out if you purchase something. We don't know who you are. We don't know what you're buying. It's completely anonymous, but it helps us out. So please support the show by doing that. Um anything else we want to talk about today or, or add on to that guys? Well
2: and if you made it to the end of the video or the podcast, if you're listening or watching, thank you so much because this means a lot.
1: That, that pretty much sums That's, it up. I could yeah. said I, I couldn't have said that better. Okay. Couldn't have said that better. Uh, so so do you have any parting parting words I'll, for us? I'll today? leave you with the words of Edward Abbey. Wilderness is not a luxury but a necessity of the human spirit. So again, thanks everybody Amen. for Side Shot. And Jay over there, I'm Keith. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys.